You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an edition of Everyday Attraction, Living the Teachings of Abraham, also called Where the Law of Attraction Gets Real, Baby. <laughs> this is Ray Sander. I'm your host of the show, and we are so very excited to be being picked up on our favorite Unity online radio at Unity FM. So hello, Unity listeners. We love you. We're so excited to be part of the lineup here. And what we're going to be hoping to do with this show is to really get into the nitty-gritty and the excitement of the Law of Attraction and what it means to be truly aware of your power and your co-creativity with Source Energy. This information is delicious. It's coming fast through these teachers that we call Abraham, and there's beautiful synchronicities with the Unity teachings. And I myself behold both of those teachings, um, both being an Abrahamite and also a, a Unity teacher, and I share that capacity with my co-host today, who I want to welcome to the show. Uh, many of you know her from her hit radio channel on Unity FM, Receive Your Life. Welcome, Janice Campbell. Welcome. Thanks. Hey, thank you so much for being on our our first inaugural show here on Unity Online Radio. It's so exciting to be working together. And um, as many of you listeners might know, Janice and I have been doing this show for some time on a couple of other radio networks. And boy, don't we love these teachers. They just can't be more fun. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and, and what I love, too, is that it's always new information. It's always, you know, your mind just keeps expanding, like, wow, oh, ah. <laughs> it's a fun wait, journey. <laughs> exactly. It's like, wait, there's more, wait, there's more. And that's why I love the freshness of it, too. I uh, I will admit uh, I am on the glutton program. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Abraham teachings, that basically means that we're getting all the recordings of the teachings every week, and we're using them as an opportunity to bounce off to new ideas ideas and new understandings of how we are co-creating with Source Energy. And um, what we want to do on today's show, and Janice has been so generous in helping me do that, is to kind of step back a moment and take a look at what you know, what is going on with Esther and, and how is it that we too can channel our high selves? Because um, my perspective on what's happening with Abraham, and, and it's been over many, many years that I've followed their teachings, that really what Esther is doing is she's tapping into her higher consciousness, her high self, and she's naming it something separate than who she is because many times the perspective of her high self is very different than the perspective of her everyday 
Esther Hicks. And she calls it Abraham. And I think that there, the more that we get to know these energies, we know we too are not singular in our capacity when we step into source energy, when we step into knowing. And yet they call themselves Abraham because that was the energy of teachers. That was the energy of every religion, starting at the base of that great teacher. And so it encompasses this sort of leading edge understanding that we are always connected to source in a duplicitous way, in our non-physical selves, and also in this delicious personality. And of course, you know, that is also mirrored in what we know in unity as our personality self and our divine self, which we'll talk a little bit more about on the show. But you know what I find so interesting about channeling? And a lot of people kind of get caught up at first as to what's going on with Esther. Um, I got over it very, very quickly as soon as they opened their mouths and started to speak because I felt the that what was being said was so amazing and so much more important than how it was necessarily coming through. Did you feel that too, Janice? Yes. Well, and, and a lot of times, you know, the, the way that it's set up is people will ask questions and then they'll answer. And I would be like, oh, my God, how are they going to answer that question? How are they going to answer that question? You know, and I've been listening to them for many, many years also, and it's always amazing to me how they are so right on. I mean, I can feel it in my body. It's like, oh, my God, that is such great principle. And one thing I just heard her say recently was that, you know, the information that she gets, it doesn't come from outside herself. Right. You know, and I think it's because sometimes we have this feeling like, oh, it must be out there somewhere. Like, it lives within here, within her, just like it lives within each one of us. Exactly. And I and I think that what we all admire about Esther Hicks as a teacher is the ease to which she connects with source energy. And I know many of us, I mean, there are people listening to the show who are very familiar with Abraham and, and believe me, you'll find lots of juiciness in this show. And then those who are just coming to understand, and I'm always so excited when someone says to me, oh, who's Abraham? And I think, oh, Lord, have you attracted something good? Because when they <laughs> first come to know these teachers, it's quite, an uh, I think, a metaphysical leap into consciousness because you're opening up your own channel to uh, your high self, to your infinite intelligence, to source energy, to that which we call God. And, and you're and expanding I, your you know, thinking. You know, you're able to to see and hear and perceive more. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is definitely a divine appointment. I always say um, to people who work with me and, and the folks who come to our Abraham class here in Marin County every Thursday night in Corte Madera, I always say, don't tell your friends. Only say something if they ask you about it, because it is that perfect timing that you come to know these teachers, as it is with unity as well. It's a perfect timing. Nothing needs to be saved. You don't need to tell your friends. When they come to it, when they come into the attraction, their factor around it, uh, they will then be asking questions and then you can let it all pour forth. Um, but, you know, I think what's interesting about channeling too, and I'll, I'll kind of get off this subject in a minute, but I wanted to sort of flesh it out a little bit, is that in the past, many of us have known channels, quote-unquote channels like Edgar Casey, and um, many of the channels that we have known in the past, many have, have are familiar with Seth. Um, they were oftentimes what we would call unconscious channels. And they would go into a trance and they would be pretty much unaware on the personality side as to what was happening. But as we see sort of this progression of channeling, what I'm seeing happening is that we're getting more into what I'm referring to as conscious channeling. In other words, you are absolutely conscious of what's going on, but you know that you're reaching into a perspective that is limitless. 
you are stepping into a knowing that is beyond your own self, beyond your own everyday, I would say, capacity. And it is this conscious channeling that I'm really interested in. And I think you'll be finding many more people coming down the pipe and, and coming down into our understanding that are doing this conscious channeling where they are aware of what's going on, and yet they know there is something broader coming through them, which I think Esther is uh, showcasing that, um, not a full trance, but kind of uh, semi-aware. And now we have channels who are totally uh, aware of what's going on, and I would even say we're all channeling. We're just not aware. And I think a great example of conscious channels were the old Unity writers. You know, because I can feel, you know, like when you read... When you read a book or that's true, you can feel it because it resonates with the truth of who you are. You know, that feeling of like, like I say, when I listen to Abraham, it's like, oh, my God, this is so right on. And I get that feeling when I read the old Unity authors. It's like uh, I start vibrating like this is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I love it when Fillmore talks about getting a download. I mean, I love it when I hear, you know, like uh, some of the early uh, Unity teachers where they talked about tapping into this broader broader knowing. It's all one. It's all one. And yet it is really delicious to sort of look at these teachings and get up underneath them. And what my intention with this whole thing is to say, let's make this applicable to my day-to-day living. Because as I, as you heard on the, on the promo, it's wonderful if you're on the mountaintop and sources flowing through you. But what, what do we do in our everyday experience? How can we take these teachings into our Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and weekend experience so that we're really living these teachings? We're not having a, just a mountaintop experience on occasion and then going back into a place of, of resistance and, and not knowing who we really are. So, I would entice all of you, if it feels good, to give your high self a name, <laughs> just like <laughs> Esther. <laughs> I happen to go by Rabraham because it just works. <laughs> uh, but if it feels fun to you, because sometimes you can stop and say, you know what, I'm going to check in and see what Rabraham has to say about this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And we want to have fun with this knowing. We want to continuously look at as Janice said, you know, what's enticing me? What is lighting me up about this information? And what I, I love about these particular teachers and how they talk about law of attraction is their consistency. And yet they keep leading you into a broader and broader knowing. You know, it's not like they, oh, we have a new plan, you know, throw out what, what we told you last week. It Although, just, you know, they do, you know, which I love about it too. It's like the same way that Charles Fillmore would say, um, I reserve the right to change my mind. Like they will talk about these are exercises we've given you, and now we're moving beyond that. Yes. So it and is kind of always that growing and expanding, growing and expanding. And it really is about building upon our own day-to-day understanding of source energy, which never stops. You know, but what I love about being involved with your own high self and learning how to channel your high self is like you said, you're not having to go outside of yourself. You're not even having to go to Abraham. You're not having to go anywhere but within for every answer. And then all of the support mechanisms, our unity family, our our prayer chaplains, our books, our seminars, they're only supportive 
yes. for what your answers are. The answers do not lie in them. They are all, you know, that I love knowing that everything I need is about simply aligning and connecting in with that high self and right. having a relationship with that high self. Right. And intimate. I have to tell you a funny story. <laughs> Last night, Christina, my daughter, who's 11, I was telling her this thing that I like to do at night. We're talking about reading at night. And I said, oh, I love to pick up one of my spiritual books and I just start reading it until I hit some inspiration, maybe like, uh, you know, three sentences in or three paragraphs in. And then I just stop and, and you know, just get quiet and really think about that thought. And, and she says to me, I don't need a book to tell me what to think. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I was thinking, she's so, you know, it's like getting me closer, closer. <laughs> As we know, these teachers tell us, man, look out for the energies that are coming in because they know even more keenly who they are and they are exactly. not going to, they are not going to be cut off. They just won't go into uh -oh. the boxes that many of us <laughs> went into. Right, right. <laughs> so when I'm hearing you say that, I'm like, it's great to have all these tools based they serve as a support, and we don't even need the tools. <laughs> we don't even need them. And I, and I, you know, I always say this because as a teacher um, of this work, oftentimes uh, folks will say, "Well, I, you know, I really need to discuss this with you." And I'm like, "Well, you know, that's fine. We can, we can definitely do that. It's my pleasure." However, my answer will never satisfy. You will right. always need to go inside and and really hone this relationship. I mean, this relationship with your high self is like any relationship that you have. It requires focus. It requires attention. I would even say it requires a certain amount of discipline or discipleship to oneself yeah. that you you really value this connection to source. And the more you tap in, the more that you get in touch with it, the more easy it is for it to become more blended into your everyday experience, more about who you are. But I want to go back to what you said a moment ago, Janice, because I thought it was really important. It's an intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, I even like using it's it's a it's a romance with the beloved. It is loving who you are, both from the broader perspective and also from your individuality or your personality concept. But it is love, baby. It is about <laughs> loving you, you know, loving who you are. And I think oftentimes we leave that part out of it because we think it's some sort of antiseptic kind of spiritual fatherly thing. And I'm like, no, this is juicy, this relationship. Or earning or deserving, like we don't deserve to interact with our higher self or spirit. You know, it's it's kind of like it's really important to know that there it this is us. You know, like they say, the father and me, and I and the father. Like there is no separation. Yes, yes, and, and we don't have to do anything for this relationship other than give of ourselves and give of our time and give of our focus. But we don't have to earn it. It is a it is a channel that's always pulling us. In And I, I think that's what I also love about these teachings, which we'll get into more about how emotions play into source energy constantly wanting to get your attention. Source energy always knocking on the door. And we'll find um, that the emotional life that we live is an indication always as to whether the door is just slightly ajar or completely open or there is no door at all. And it is that wonderful emotion, as Abraham says, the emotional guidance system that always gives us perfect information as to where 
where we are in relationship to this high self. And and I think the simplicity of that I love because no matter where you go, your emotional guidance system will follow you. <laughs> oh, I forgot it at home. I left it at home by mistake. <laughs> it's it's even more attached to you than your iPhone. <laughs> right. I mean, it is it is the very thing that you know. And and I love this idea of us being sent to planet Earth as consciousness, and before we left. You know, before we went into this time-space reality sourced from an unconditional loving place that I will never leave you. I will always be connected to you. And I will be so clear to you because your emotions will infiltrate your mind and your body and your essence. And I am so grateful because I tell you, I don't think I would have jumped in without that umbilical cord to source energy, giving me information about where I am in connection to my high self. What what a flawless system, you know? <laughs> but that's what I love about spirit. And, and like everything is so, there are no mistakes it's amazing, like, the perfection of how we're put together and, and we have this, like I say, this emotional guidance system with us that is never off. Yes, yes. It's just what a gift. Like, you can't really get it wrong. <laughs> you can't get it wrong and you and never get it wrong. I think the worst thing we do is we kind of, we could stall out for a while if we're not listening, but that's about as bad as it could get. Exactly. We might tap into suffering for a bit, but even that, even coming back from suffering and again, the awakening to wholeness, uh, I know that we've been told from Abraham that that's part of what we enjoy. We enjoy remembering ourselves, remembering our wholeness and coming from a place of pinched off. I mean, there's nothing, as they say, nothing more delicious than eating when you're hungry. So even if you've been suffering, even if you've been hanging out in those lower emotions, which means you've, you've disconnected yourself, not completely, that's too strong of a word, but you've you've strayed from the perspective of the eyes of source. Let's put it that way. When you're in the lower emotions um, that we know, no worries. You're just a little hungry, and when you have the food of the knowing, it is wonderful to have a full meal and never ever have to go hungry again. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about. Now, how do we know when we're channeling our high self? Because God knows we got a couple of voices going on in our heads sometimes. <laughs> we're going to break down a little bit. How do we know that it is your high self speaking? Stay tuned. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, 
practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on shop. We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You are listening to Everyday Attraction, living the teachings of Abraham and also where the law of attraction gets real. I'm on the uh, on the line here with Janice Campbell. Welcome back, Janice. Welcome. Thanks. So what we were talking about um, before the break was, was this concept of really channeling our high self. But the question has to beg. <laughs> How do we know when it's our high self and not our mother or not our, uh, our you know, not our uh, understandings from last week or even what we ate last night? I mean, wh- how do we know, Janice, how do you know when you're really connecting in with your high self? Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say before going into that, this reminds me of what, what you were saying earlier about how important it is to have that intimate relationship because it's, like we're the only ones that could actually discern our voice, but the more we listen, we're going to become very familiar to us what's our high self and not. I do, I do, I could, well, I mean, it's kind of like my false self has, there's like a tone and an energy around it, and it's kind of, I would say it's kind of tinny, but it's that fearful, like almost feels like it has almost a nervous, jittery scarcity like I should be doing more. What am I forgetting? Is something? Is this going to be okay? Like there's kind of a almost a nervous Nelly energy to it. And then my high self voice feels very um, grounded, almost like I just took a deep breath mm-hmm. and calm and knowing. And it's just admitting that I know that I know. Like there's no drama. It's just it, and also for me it's simple. It just is like. When it comes in, it's just like, it's so obvious and so simple and relaxing almost. Yeah, I get that. And I like the discernment of sort of the tinniness versus the sort of deep, relaxed But I think everyone's going to have their own, obviously their own experience. Because it really, it's like it runs through 
it runs through our personal filters. And that's why I think it's interesting with the different channels, like we're all drawing from the same source, but it's coming out through different individuals. So it's going to have a little different flavor to it. Absolutely. You know, each person, each channel is going to have their slant to it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we, we really want to honor that perspective because it is unique in, in all the world. And yet we all, um, as you said, need to have a bit of a familiarity. I know when I first came to understanding my high self and my consciousness and sort of my connection to God, I was very young. I think I was maybe 16, 17 years old, and I was very much participating in the Christian church. And um, man, I had my Jesus moments. And I know now that those were my beginning uh, relationships with connecting with high source, connecting with God. And so for me, Jesus is still a, a real important teacher and touchpad for me, knowing that when I have that feeling, I remember that feeling, the revival feeling, the, the you know, <laughs> and, and I know Janice is laughing because I tell this story where I was, I just loved that revival feeling that, you know, born again, coming back into consciousness. And I would be born again over and over and over again. I mean, every time the preacher would say, who wants to come to Jesus? I would go again because I love, <laughs> I know. And that's I so here. who you are. That's what I love about that. Like we never are different from who we are. We are not. And they never I said love if that. You- if they, you know, they never said if you came before, if you came last week, you can't yeah. come again. I felt like, well, I was a little disconnected during the week, and and now I need to come to Jesus again. And I would go up <laughs> and I would cry and cry because it's those tears of joy. It's those tears of remembering who we are. You know, I think that is such an important part. For me, it's a real body experience. You know, when I'm connected to high source, I feel it in my gut, I feel it in my chest, I feel it in my head. There is a an energy surging through me. And and sometimes it really can go beyond words and I can I have learned to manage that energy because at first it can be very overwhelming. You know, and again, when you sort of leave your connection with source, that's too strong a word, but when you kind of get distracted by life and you sort of get down a road of being a little disconnected from your high self, your true self, when you come back in, I remember coming to Unity for the first time, and I'd been away from the church for a while, and I come back in, and I just remember, and I know we've heard this over and over again, just crying for weeks at a time in the back of the of the church. You know, do you remember that experience coming back into to unity for the first time. Yeah, but for me it was more just um, a comfortable feeling. But, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking of, of when I first became aware of the presence of God in me, and it probably was when I was like, I don't know, seven or eight. And it was I used to climb this big tree in the backyard, and I loved it. I mean, I would just go up in that tree, and I'd be by myself, and it would just feel so good. And I remember sitting on the grass in front of the house having that feeling so for me, the presence of God, it feels very, I feel very content. And mm-hmm. it's easiest for me to connect when I'm by myself, when I'm able to be completely still and quiet and not have any distractions. So when I came back to Unity, it just, again, it was that feeling. It wasn't an excited feeling. I wasn't crying. I just felt content. Mm-hmm. That, that knowing, like, oh, this feels so good, like a remembering Absolutely. And I, and I think the emotional surge sometimes when you come back into your remembering has to do with how pinched off you were. 
So I think for me, I had been kind of pinched off and a little resistant to the religiosity that I had grown up with and, you know, had some dialogues going in my mind about that. Like I, I couldn't have this and Jesus, you know. So when I came back into it, I remember, I think the emotion was the releasing of the pinching off that yes. said, I could have it all. I, yes. you know, I have it all. Thank you, God, you know. And um, I, I was a, a member of Agape in Los Angeles, Reverend Michael Beckwith, for many years and was living in Los Angeles. And I remember going into his Wednesday night groups in Los Angeles and just feeling that revival feeling again. It was exactly how I had felt when I was 16. It was this grand, like anything is possible through this consciousness. I am that I am. I mean, all those old teachings, nothing was wasted, came back so full and so prominent. Now, what's interesting, though, is as you come back into consciousness, and you start to really have a relationship with your high source, you might not get those surges anymore because you're not quite as pinched off as you were. And sometimes it was kind of a learning for me that it, there was nothing wrong because I didn't have those big emotional surges anymore. It just meant that my relationship now, as you said, was becoming more comfortable, more relative. I was still expanding, but I had not pulled myself so far back anymore. So now that reminds me of when the kids were when the kids were little, and I'd go, you know, I'd spend all my time with them, and then I'd go to a party or something, and be like, oh, 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 like just to be with adults was like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, it felt so good, and, and it's like almost like that release of like, oh, this feels so good talk to adults (laughs) and then eventually you get back in your regular flow and you're talking to people all the time it's not a big deal it's not a big deal. And you, yeah. you get to that point where not only has the emotion settled in to joy and fulfillment and contentment and knowing, some of those more stable emotions and, and what we talk about is the higher vibrational field, um, when, I, when you start to hone that mature relationship with your high self, then things get really interesting because what happens is when you start to entertain thoughts that are not from the perspective of high self, boy, do you suffer more than ever. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you used to be yeah. able to handle those mediocre mediocre thoughts. You used to be able to right. handle mediocre communication with people. You used to be able to hang out in some of those lower emotions for like weeks, months, even years, let me say decades. But man, yeah. when you get back into that mature relationship with high self and here comes my preacher beware people when you get I like back, your preacher. <laughs> when you get back into that knowing you cannot suffer the ignorance anymore you know but you know it's interesting hearing you talk it reminds me of really the stages we go through on the physical plane also like the teenage phase like i remember hearing guidance it's like i'm not going to listen to you be quiet, shut up, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do what I want to do, I'm not going to listen to you. And then as you, as we get older, it does shift. There's Because there's wisdom connected to what we know about ourselves now. Absolutely. And, and also you can... consequences, you kind of know the consequences. Okay, I could ignore this guidance I'm getting, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I know from experience it's probably not a very good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because you do go out and play there a little bit. You know, I'm going to just hold on to this resentment all day Mm -hmm. long. Mm 
because I'm just justified, justified, justified. And you start to feel real lonely out there because I think what I know about my connection with my high self is I do not feel alone. There is a community, an energy that that really kind of holds me in its palm, if you will, and I feel so connected to all that is. So I, I really hate the loneliness of being disconnected from source because then those other tinny voices, as you spoke about, just start to come up and go, oh, this is just not only not fun, it's just, um, it's lonely out there. Yeah. When you, and also when kind of, it triggers with me, in me too, like kind of like a, a scary thing. Like it's almost kind of a thought of then you're feeling separate from, every, little one little by little, kind of feeling a separation from everybody and everything. Absolutely. And then coming back, it's almost like an instant coming home where it's like, Oh, okay. Everything's fine. Like, what was I thinking? I, you know, it could look completely different, kind of going in and out, in and out. And what I've learned in the maturing of my relationship with my high self and, and, and really channeling it, because try having a conversation with somebody when you are open to source energy and then have that same conversation when you're resentful or disconnected from them. Because, man, the thoughts and the information that comes to you when you are connected to source, when you are allowing that opening, um, the information and the ideas that flow through you, I, I know you've felt this too. I don't know where they come from. Right. You know, I'm not thinking it up, you know. I, right. and especially, I find it especially in, like in a coaching session. It would be like stuff will be coming. It's like, oh, my God. I, I never, I wasn't, I've never thought that before. A lot of times I'll be taking notes and be like, oh, I got to look at that. I got to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's good. I got to check that. I got to look at that in my own life. <laughs> I got to take that back to my personality and yeah. do a what for. Yeah. I mean, it is so fun. And it, it's not just for teachers or preachers, you know. It is in everyday conversation when you are connected and channeling your high self, you have a, a kitchen in your step. You have a knowing about who you are. You're able to kind of let the contrast of your day just sort of happen and be interested in it rather than overcome by it. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I've noticed, too, back. even like the conversations I engage, like I have a lot of conversations with different moms, you know, waiting for the kids or whatever. And then I could feel when I'm coming from my high self, I like myself. I like my, I like the interaction I'm having, and then I could also feel if I if I connect in with the gossip or start talking in a way that is not my high, it's like it feels lousy. You oh know, yeah, can like feel it instantaneously. It's like, oh, I didn't. That was not a good conversation for me. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's that pinched off feeling again. It's mm-hmm. like I'm not firing on all jets here. I'm kind of. And it's not who I am. What I say a lot of times, I'll get. It's like that's not who I am. That, I mean, just to kind of acknowledge to myself, that is not the truth of who I am or what I am. You know, I have yeah, compassion yeah. for how I got sucked into that conversation Nate, one more time, but <laughs> not you who know, I am. That, that's such an important point, Janice, and I'm so glad you said that because, you know, the question is, well, why connect in with this high self? I mean, what's what's the big payoff? And that's it right there is the authentic you, the real you, the you that gives you the juice of life is in that connection to source. Um, and I think, you know, that's why we do it, because we love who we are, as you have taught. Yes. And, you know, we love that knowing of our broader self and that when we are not connected to that, we're kind of just limping around. I mean, we get along, you know, right. but it's just not the full ride. And, you know, I like to truth. We love our true self. We don't love yeah. our false, fearful self. Because <laughs> a lot of times I'll say that to people like, oh, well, you don't know me, you know, but it's like that's not the, the part 
that we're talking about. It's our our real self, our true self, not the voice of fear, but our real self. Yeah, I love the. Oh, go on, sorry. No, go ahead. That's to say, getting back to that, what you brought up earlier, the individuality and the personality. I just, I just love having that distinction. Let's talk a little bit more about that because that's a core unity teaching that I think is so perfectly integrated to the Abraham teachings too, is that there is the personality self, which is the name, address, phone number, ID kind of world that we live in, the delicious Based on our senses. world. Yes. And sometimes it can be based in scarcity. Uh, sometimes it can also be based in sort of a, just a, just an uh, an ego detachment from our truth. Right. You know, or pride. You know, like, I am so great because I accomplished this. But, you know, but we're great not for a, the real reason, not for an acknowledgement of the truth, but we think we're great because we accomplished this project or got acknowledged for something. And it tends to peter out. There's not a lot right, of energy could, there. That's yeah. the distinction between the personality, individuality, is the personality goes away. Like we could be a wife until we're divorced, and then we're not a wife anymore. And then who are or, we? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you Fancy. can ride on your you can ride on your personality for decades and think that you're having an okay time. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you know, you get you get through high school, get a good job, feel you know, driving a nice car. You think, oh, this is all right. But then when you know, something hits the fan and things start to break apart. I think oftentimes that's when people go, wow, I was really kind of thinking this is who I was, that I was yes. married or I was an executive. Or, and I identified you know, and, with that, yeah. I remember and, and when I was a CPA, it, when, it, when I stopped being a CPA, it took me a while to, it felt like really, like I was on shaky ground because people say, oh, what do you do? Well, what do you do? It's like, uh, yeah, it made me realize how much I had identified with that. Oh, I'm a CPA. That's who I am. But when it's yeah. gone, it's 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 wobbly. If it you're if wobbly. you're dependent on it. And I think what we know from what we're learning from these teachers is that when we connect into our high self, we awaken to a new perspective on on our personality. In other words, we don't reject it. We don't walk around in a white robe and just say, oh. I mean, we're still <laughs> in the world. We're still connected into the nitty-gritty of life. But from the eyes of source, from the individuality of the wholeness, you know, Janice, talk a little bit about how you see that perspective of personality to individuality, the Christ self. How I see it personally? Yeah, I mean, how do you distinguish that from the teachings? From the teachings, well, I think our I think of the our individuality is our authentic self, and it's made up of our gifts and our desires, and then our personality oftentimes is based on our limiting beliefs, and our limiting beliefs are based on scarcity. So it's kind of like it's it's a it's kind of the limiting beliefs tend to be a diminishment of who we are. And then right. our authentic self, the individuality, is the fullness of who we are. It's our Christ self. And the good news is it's all good because it right. is oftentimes the personality experience that brings us to the awakening of our connection to source. And that's something that's so important that none of this is good or bad. We're not judging, oh, I'm better or worse. But we're wanting to look at kind of the interplay relationship that our personality can awaken to within our our connection to our high self. And then you can be anything you want to be. You're no longer restricted to who you've been or what your education was. Suddenly, the whole world is your oyster. So we're going to take a 
Okay, good. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the practicing day-to-day of your connection to high source and how it is that you learn how to channel from day-to-day. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. We'll be right back. Anytime a situation seems confusing or hopeless, most likely I am viewing it from a perspective of human limitation. Instead, I have the innate power to see any circumstance from a spiritual perspective by turning to God in prayer. If I am seeing only problems and not solutions, illness and not wholeness, lack and not abundance, I sit quietly in the silence and reestablish my oneness with God, affirming wisdom, wholeness, and abundance. I begin to see things differently, at one with infinite possibility. I scale the heights of human awareness and view the world as from above, expressing oneness with God in all that I think, say, and do. I allow my spirit to soar. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back to Everyday Attraction, living the teachings of Abraham and where the law of attraction gets real. I have my uh, co-pilot here, Janice Campbell, on the line as we're talking about how to channel your high self, how to be connected to source energy. Um, what are some of the daily practices, Janice, that you have that work for you in sort of remembering that perspective and, and getting into that modality of, of being aware of who you really are? Well, I mean, there's many different things I use as tools. <laughs> um, one is to just kind of keep acknowledging to myself 
how I'm feeling. Mm. Just like kind of, you know, I almost have like this sometimes this pinching thing. Like when I really feel that connection strongly, I I, I kind of pinch myself just because almost like a touch point where yes. it just feels so. Either I feel so safe and so comforted, or things feel so magical and wonderful and glorious. And then a lot of times when I feel that um, resist, and I call it push-pull, so I'm feeling inspired and energized and connected, it feels like I'm being pulled by spirit, pulled by source. And when I feel that the resistance, the pushing against, or like a pit in my stomach, then I it's that against energy, and I use that a lot to see kind of like a red flag of where I've gotten separated or the perception of separated from source because I know then when I feel lousy, I've kind of gone somewhere with my thoughts, and then I, yeah. I look at that and find my way back. I think that is the most powerful practice that we can do, and of course we hear from Abraham all the time that when you're aware of how you're feeling, you know everything you need to know about whether you're connected into infinite intelligence or whether you're kind of um, disconnected. And I, I think you know one of the messages that I think has been so important that I've learned from these teachers is it matters how you feel. It matters how you feel and that we'll talk infinitely about how to feel better. And we do that not only because it just feels better to feel better, but also because only when we are connected in on those higher uh, emotions, do we get access to our truth? Do we get right. access to all the information and all the answers? And don't you love it when Abraham talks about the fact that all of your answers are living in what they are referring to as your vortex, which is your higher energy self, your high self. Everything you need to know is there. But when we hang out in the problem, when we hang out in the consciousness of not knowing, when we start to feel bad about circumstances because we're not seeing an answer, we can't get there from there. So right. I have really learned to um, kick glove myself. I mean, really to be so sensitive to how I'm feeling and not let it get to the point where I'm just not paying attention and then suddenly I'm, you know, way dipping down into anger and frustration and, boy, have really kind of left the <laughs> left the drivers alone, you know. <laughs> One thing that I also use is is to be conscious of where I'm listening from. You know, it's kind of like tuning into, like you said, there's two voices could be going on, our false self, our true self, our lower self, our higher self. But to start to develop a discernment and a consciousness of being able to choose what, you know, like the radio dial, which voice I'm going to tune into. And I notice Esther, it's like she tunes into that high source but she also then, once she is clear on what she's connected to, she does have a lot of her personality show up. Yes. But it's almost yes. like what she's choosing to be most connected. You know, once you connect to the main pipeline, <laughs> then there's a lot of freedom. But it's like really listening. You know, like Charles Fillmore used to call it feeling after God. I like and I said, that. I love to feel after God. So I kind of, sometimes it's like, what, I, I, it's a conscious choice. I, I decide what am I going to listen to? Like what frequency or what vibration am I going to attune with? 
Absolutely. And what's nice about this daily practice of being aware of how you feel and making that sort of a benchmark as to whether you're connected in or not is that it really can get your attention if you set out a precedent to say, you know, I'm going to stop. When I start feeling bad, I'm going to stop and I'm going to step back and I'm going to take a breath. I'm, for me, one of my daily practices is before I, I go into a segment of my day, Abraham talks a lot about the fact that we sort of live in time-space segments. We, we get in our car and now we go to work, which is a new segment. We, get, we, we go to work and we have a phone call and the phone call ends and now we're entering a new segment. I try to be aware of as I get into the new segments um, how I'm setting my energy, how I'm aware of how I'm feeling, what thoughts have I been practicing, where am I at in my feeling tone, and if I feel as if I've gotten a bit of momentum going on on a thought pattern that's kind of taking me in a place I don't want to go, boy, a little meditation goes a long way, baby, you know? Um, they just recently, the Abraham folks just recently came out with a CD, a meditation CD. If you are interested in that and haven't uh, become aware of it, go to abraham-hicks.com on the internet, www.abraham-hicks.com, and get some of these meditation CDs. I have been listening to the CDs, the meditation CDs, before I go into work, and they have really set the tone for me in a place that was very different than maybe how my to-do list had been driving, you know, how I was feeling, Um, you know, these little practices. And it's a conscious choice, too. Like, sometimes I'll I'll sit there and I'm like, even be aware in the moment. It's like, am I going to take the high ground? Like, there's a part of me that doesn't want to take the high ground. (laughs) You know, that feeling like, but I'm kind of aware, like, should I open my mouth or not? Like, there's an impulse that really wants to open my mouth. But then the other part is like, no, you don't have to. You don't have to speak right now. So I think a lot of it, too, it's just it's a practice where we start to really realize that we have choices of where we're going to live from. Yes. Yes. And some of these little practices are, I think, really important. I talk about sort of your vibrational toolkit, you know, where you have these ways of maybe shifting your consciousness in the moment or if you have an opportunity to step away uh, to to sort of recalibrate, if you will, how you're seeing something. And I also like uh, one of my favorites. Now, I can't be too down far the emotional scale to use this one, but I also like just listing really quickly uh, positive aspects of my life or a circumstance. What are the positive aspects of this situation or you know, but again I have to be feeling pretty good to access that particular tool. Um and I think as you get along in this practice, you know what tools are gonna help you in what circumstance because there have been days where positive aspects was not gonna work for me, you know? You <laughs> you're just like, uh, I can't even reach for one. But I think that's I, a really interesting point that they keep bringing up too is that you just want to go to the next place in consciousness you know a lot of times we think we have to make these huge leaps like oh if i'm in a really bad place i better hurry up and get in a really good place but really it's just the next rung up absolutely and then because the next, and then the next because our high self our high self energy and what abraham is referring to as the vortex has a pulling power it is pulling it is always available it is there fully fully present present it is the energy of us and one thing i know that they have talked about over and over and over again is the power of appreciation 
and how astounding that practice is if you can if you're high enough on the a vibrational scale and the emotional scale to be able to reach for appreciation it can just catapult you back into connecting with your high self uh, don't you find that the the sort of consciousness and uh, of appreciation is just um it's physical and mental and emotional and it's a wonderful practice to be able to really focus on. Yeah, you know? well, I like it a lot of too. What they talk about is, you know, it's similar to the in the Bible scene with the single eye. That if you're looking through the lens of appreciation, then that's all you could see. Yes. Yeah. yeah and and, there, and it's a luxury to look. It feels good to look through the lens of appreciation. So it keeps growing. You know, it's like, yes. oh, I want to hang out here longer and longer. This feels so good. Like at first, it may feel a little bit like an effort. But then it starts gathering momentum, and it carries itself. And I have a, a practice that I do, and actually it's one of the sponsors of our show. I love sending cards out. And I work with an organization called SendOutCards.com, where you can create a card online, and it physically sends a printed card, personal card to that person. And what I've been finding with this practice is I get into appreciating three or four people early on in my day where I have sent them cards, and I'm excited about them getting it, that I, whether or not they are... (laughs) going to get anything out of it becomes secondary. I just feel that level of appreciation because I think so much of our day sometimes goes so quickly. We're jumping from one thing to another and, and we think about appreciating somebody but we don't have the time and we don't want to run to the store and get something and send it. And I just love any practice that you can think of. Where well, you, you can know what I love about that too? Somebody. It's kind of like, because I think of when you say that, I'm like, there's been people that I've wanted, been wanting to send a note to for a really long time and haven't. But it's what I like about that is the gap is so short between inspiration and action, which I think we're always kind of working toward is, is how fast can we really act on this inspiration? You know, like manifest on the physical plane. Are we going to, you know, contemplate that inspiration for years and years and years and say, oh, someday, someday I want to do this? Or, you know, that's an example of where we can actually have a really tiny gap between the inspiration and the acting. And also when you say that, it reminds me of how fun it is to get a card in the mail. You know, like even if it's even an email of acknowledgement is huge. It's you just kinda it stays with you. Like God, it, it was yeah. so nice. That was so sweet. It's contagious. You know, it's really, really contagious. And again, you know, what talk about building a relationship with your high self. You want to be able to Act on inspiration, and another word for it is promptings. You know when you get prompted from source to to do or say or go, we want to really trust those promptings. And I think that's important, too, because oftentimes when we get a prompting and our whole body is saying yes, we might talk ourselves out of it. And we want to be able, and I think when you trust a prompting, when you trust an inspiration and you act on it, you see that the universe kind of opens up in a way that wasn't available if you were just knocking it out in your to-do list, that you're just waiting to act on inspiration. You're wait. You're holding back. You're not going to make it happen because you're going to trust that the universe is going to show you. And then it's like this sort of, you know, it is a quantum leap in energy when you wait for the inspiration and you wait for the prompting, which is so delicious, and then you kind of see, oh, this is what it's like to channel high self. This is what it's like to be in the flow, as they say. Well, we do have a special offer for anyone listening to the show. If you want to send a card and just test this baby out, they set up a special website for us. It's sendoutcards.com 
forward slash attraction, and you can actually send out a card for free. But it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's this card or it's email or it's a, a, a voicemail that you leave with somebody. It's just being able to work on the prompting because you're teaching yourself. You're showing yourself that when source is connected with you, anything is possible because you can lean on that, that you'll be you'll be taken to the next and the next and the next. I love that you don't really have to know how it's all going to come together. You don't need to know how you're going to get from here to there. But when we connect in with our high self, when we connect in with source, all that's shown is the next logical step. The next well, logical step. We can tell step. we're on track, too, because it feels good. You know, it's yeah. like, ah. Uh, and also, it can look to the physical plane for evidence. So, I mean, this this is the way that I've used the tool to really help me strengthen my guidance. Guidance is I make that connection between following something and looking at the results. And exactly. I see, I could try, you know, I like, I am, it's, I am so clear that my guidance does not lead me astray. So when I, when it comes in now, we have enough of a relationship where I don't need to doubt it. Even, and that even if feels I don't know so why, good. It's like, okay, we're going there. <laughs> Talk about taking stress out of your life. Because when you don't, when you know it's not all up to you how to figure it out, when you know you have the support of the infinite intelligence that is non-physically focused in this, you can really, really, truly relax and truly be calm in your knowing that all is well. And I know when I first heard people talk about all is well, I'd be like, whatever, you don't know my life. But when I... <laughs> came to this understanding that the reason all is well is because I only have to be right here, right now. I only have to deal with this moment in time, with this connection, am I here or am I not? And then everything else opens up from there. I don't have to manage the universe. Thank you, God. And that is such a relief. So you have been listening to Everyday Attraction with my uh, my wonderful host, co-host Janice Campbell, and my name is Ray Zander. And we're here uh, in the many weeks to come to just enjoy and and really get into these wonderful teachings of Abraham. Thank you, Janice. And again, everyone, you have been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is recorded live on Thursdays at noon Pacific Time on 12radio.com and blogtalkradio.com. This program is generously supported by sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Live in the power of appreciation. Send out a card today www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction and by 1-2 Academy. Reach unlimited horizons from your living room on the web at www.12academy.com. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, 
No matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Let